All right, here we are. We're back at Farmstrong Brewery here in Mount Vernon, and uh, we have a, a special friend to Christine and I, and this is Dennis Dorgan. Hey. And uh, just want to welcome you to the uh, to well to the podcast, the radio show, Dennis Dorgan. Nice to be on. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, Dennis, well, we know you pretty well, yeah. <laughs> Rudy and I do. So sometimes it's kind of hard to interview people you know. We forget about, you know, what to ask. <laughs> so let's, let's just start off from the beginning. Let's just start off. Cool. Um, you grew up in concrete? Yeah, um, I, uh, all K through 12, um, went to school there and um, played, uh, played in the high school band growing up. But, um, what did yeah. you play in the band? Electric guitar. Oh, did they had electric guitar in the band? Yeah. Or you mean your own band or in the band of the high school? Yeah, pet band. Pet band, oh. concert band. Um, I played nice. bass clarinet for one winter concert, I think. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, well let's, okay, so let's start then. When did, you, um, when did you get interested in playing music? I mean, how old were you a kid? Or, I mean, how old were you about? Hmm. Well, in playing music, the, fr the first time I kind of thought about playing music was when I was around 12 years old. My dad... Um, had a had a guitar like guitar lesson clinic, uh, so to speak, in uh, in the church because um, there were so many people that were interested. In so he played. Yeah, my dad played. Yeah. Yep. Um, never really cared much for it growing up. Um, uh, as far as as I wasn't really interested in that. Dad played it. It was it was always around. But my friends wanted to play guitar, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna play music too. Like if my friends are gonna do it, you know. Um, Did he try and get you to play or? or was it just like if you want to, you want to? But if he he never really he never really pushed me to do much of anything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was kind of watching his cartoons and playing his war games. Yeah, well, it's, it's okay. At least you didn't feel pressured. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, um, he he always had uh, records on, and he would um, um, he would have the Who and, and and all those sorts of guys. So I was always always watching, you know, concerts growing up. And what kind of music was he playing at home? He, the who? Oh no, no uh, my my dad. So my dad would. <laughs> the whom? <laughs> the whom? Goodness. Uh, so he he was in a band called Big Picture, um, and um, but they were they played in Marble Mount, like way upriver, um, the place called the Fish Inn. Back playing home. in some barns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he he had a. Like one of his originals was called "We Can Get Drunker Than This." Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he loaned me a cassette back when I had a car that um, had a cassette player in it, and I and it was so fun to listen to because it was it was just like a total time capsule. He, he recorded on a boombox, you know, like oh, with awesome. his friends. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, <laughs> the the first band that I started, I I uh, I kind of played off it of, off of his big picture name. I called called the band Bright Idea, and I I uh, I, I kind of wanted if. That was that was later, as I you know I was. Do you still remember the song? Uh, his song. Uh, yeah, it's like. Why don't you play a little bit of it? Oh boy, I you know I couldn't I couldn't play it on guitar, <laughs> but the but the tag was we can get drunker than this. Oh yeah, and then he would like he would. Like he would do that kind of stuff, you know, uh, just kind of, uh, I think wankery they would call it, you know. <laughs> That's funny. That sounds oh, like man. something well, that would be Skagit County. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I want to get back to that, but let's play one of your songs. Sure. Um, let's get into No Doubt. Yeah. 
uh, you know, if you can, I mean, I don't, is this a song you wrote, uh, if you could maybe talk about it a little bit, um, even just if it's just as simple as whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I, um, I wrote this song um, over a couple um, over a couple sittings, um, and I, I actually started out with some notes in my phone, and um, that's kind of, I, have, I have kind of kind of a random process. I just I'll jot down an idea when I have it standing at the saw at work, you know, if I have a second, you know, to like to write something down if it if it strikes me as poignant. And um, this one, I had two kind of different versions that were kind of circulating, and I I kind of smashed them together once I. Um, worked a little bit with with a friend um, for that I was working in with this group, um, new brother. Um, we were kind of writing partners anyway, so he kind of gave me the gumption to finish it up, and um, yeah, it was um, remind me of digging through the lost and found as a kid. And, um, so anyway, I'll just launch into it. <laughs>
Right on. Well, we're back with Dennis Dorgan here, and uh, that was his song, No Doubt. We're here at Farm Strong Brewery in Mount Vernon. Uh, open up seven days a week here, so uh, just so we know. Um, anyway, uh, I just got, I, I want to go back to where we were, but I just, it, while you're playing, it just, uh, something that kind of stuck out. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you brought up New Brother. Um, so is that a band that you're with now? Is it something you started or you, or, or what's going on with that? What is that? It, it's kind of a, it's kind of a passion project. Um, it's, it's something that I've been working on for for years and years i mean these th- i wrote um no doubt i started writing it in like 2015 and then later um i had um you i mean it's such a simple song there's kind of two things and and that part i i had a version of it where it was where it was kind of just a little more mellow and a little different um but um so that was that was actually the the second half of the song there, and then um, um, just to just to bring it home, the the third verse actually was written by my roommate Cody, um, who grew up in Concrete also, uh, Cody Mills. Um, he's he's a fellow who uh, has the practice space and <laughs> he's got the drums and he's got all the gear, um, kind of like Whiskey Fever. I mean, he's like Andy. He's got the trailer. He's got he's got the drums. Whoever has the most stuff, they already like they're just they're gonna have the rest of the gear. But anyway, um, so he wrote the third verse actually, um, and I, I thought it was really prescient, um, and and it was cool because he he he's really humble. This I mean he he's an incredible drummer, but he he doesn't he doesn't put himself out there that way. But I I it just made me cardboard smile, made me think of like Amazon, like mm. like stuff <laughs> stuff like that. I thought I thought it was a really cool image. But hmm, I like that. Uh, well, you, you know, you mentioned Whiskey Fever and. Um, Another thing I was thinking of when you played that, uh, you you played for quite a few years with Whiskey Fever. Mm-hmm. Christine and I were both at uh, one of your last shows uh, together. Well, we weren't there together, but we were both there. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, not that I wouldn't have minded, but uh, I was there with my wife and a bunch of other people. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but we hung out, okay, and I hung out with you, gave you a big old hug and sloppy kiss probably, but oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dennis, but... Um, what 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 kind of what I was thinking of because you didn't hit any licks on that song really you didn't get into uh, some of that stuff you would do with Whiskey Fever, um, I guess I have multiple questions based on that but yeah, uh, yeah. can you talk about that why maybe that song and we haven't gotten into any other songs so uh, that might change but uh, what what's different there? Well, um, my I, I suppose as a songwriter I I don't um, and I'd say that in quotes because I I'm. We're all learning. Yeah, you are. <laughs> We're all learning. We're all learning. Um, but I, since especially in this environment, I, I have to just have the I have the electric guitar with me. Um, I, I I guess normally it, it'd probably be a little easier with an acoustic guitar to get this out. I just don't have a nice acoustic guitar. <laughs> but um, I in the studio I can I can kind of focus more and and play those leads and actually at the end of that song. There's kind of a outro sort of thing um, that um, kind of ties it all together, and it ends on that kind of that kind of jazzy, kind of dissonant sort of ending, um, and that 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 just kind of to me tied back to the idea of just kind of not being sure um, in a lot of in a lot of areas and and in 
life in general, like, <laughs> I guess. To be honest with you, man, um, I don't know if Christine would agree, but you've come at us with probably some of the best descriptions of songwriting we've heard yet, um, just, just in the way you're talking about it. And you showed us some of the progressions on the song. You, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it just it's kind of cool. I, I just want to kind of commend you on that. It's, well, thank you. Uh, you know, some people have been just like, yep, we wrote it. Goodbye. Oh. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, well, There's no <laughs> – Are we going to name names? <laughs> Gin Gypsy was the worst. <laughs> but oh, that's kind it. of an inside joke because, yeah, they know it. Yeah, we um, uh, well, then um, let's, let's go back then to uh to what we we're talking about before with the with the different you know beginnings kind of where we were going with that if i may interrupt which is oh, sure. perfect um i have a very circuitous way of of expressing ideas and i i think it can be hard to um it can be hard to extract a narrative out of that i definitely have one but it doesn't pop up that way in my head so <laughs> <laughs> right on well, it worked. So, Christine, I, if you could bring us back to where we were. Yeah, you know, I'm always interested to know what people liked when they were younger. So, so you talked about your dad, you know, he had his own thing and it wasn't really what you were into. What age or what around what time did you really start getting interested in music yourself, like listening to other music? Um, you know, what were the musicians that, that inspired you and you thought, you know, I really like this and and kind of of that dive in because you're you're a person that I know that has such a, a huge knowledge of of different music, and I always learn something when I talk to you, well, you. A, about music. And it's always I always got to put on my playlist whatever you, whatever you <laughs> recommend. So, what you know what started that? Goodness, well, um, my dad, like I said, always had something on, and the first the who the who, yep. <laughs> that was I mean that was the the who in particular. Um, was a little later, but I rem like what really stuck out to me was um, Yellow Submarine. Like <laughs> it's such a fun sing along, and yeah. then and then as because that we would watch that movie all the time, and it's so psychedelic, and and you know the colors and stuff. I was yeah. really drawn into it as a kid. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I was probably like you know five or something, and I, I just remember hearing the blend of their voices and not understanding where that sound was coming from because I could you can't recreate it just one person mm. and I and I, I would love trying to you know I, I love singing along you know and that and that's actually um something if if you guys put the I can give you the words it all these songs sound better if you if you sing along I mean <laughs> <laughs> not, well not if I was singing along but <laughs> you'd be surprised you get enough people you get enough people you'd you'd, you'd add a really nice high end it'd be perfect that's funny I wonder if that's where people you know some of these uh, stations uh Cartoon Network or whoever it is, or that's where they get some of their inspiration is, but, you know, watching Yellow Submarine, you see, like, the Wiggles in the uh, late 90s, totally. early 2000s, and, and, you know, that's really what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, so where did you go from there, then? I mean, obviously, you didn't get stuck on Yellow Submarine, so how did it, how did it morph, then, into kind of, well, some of the covers you played for us earlier? Well, so, um, the, it's been a long road since then. Um, I kind of had this bifurcated um, two camps of uh kind of elitist i I've, I've always kind of been this guy in the middle um my parents split up when i was like four so um i moved to uh, marble mountain with my dad and we lived in a bus in the woods <laughs> a school bus <laughs> he's got a picture of me uh taking a bath in a 55 gallon drum I, cool. there's a picture of me playing in a mud puddle right before so yeah um anyway um so he was he was in that camp where he was deep into rock music and the guitar gods, quote unquote. And when I was 
13, I was like, I was super into that. I was like, oh yeah, like I'd love to play like Jimi Hendrix, Brian May, all these guys, you know, David Gilmore. Um, these are like the guys, you know, and um, that I feel really sexist for just mentioning all these men, but <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just, it's, it's just the time I was Some, in my life. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Just wanted to, just wanted to put that out there for all the female listeners out there. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> when I feel a little strange that I've got a picture of Joe dirt in my mind, when I'm thinking about your dad, <laughs> you know, that's well, not to put him down no, either. No. Yeah. He's got long hair. Definitely, definitely more filled out in the middle. And, um, and he is, um, he, he so he, um, kind of, kind of adds in. I mean, I, I had a super weird relationship with my dad because I mean, it was just me and him. Um, I and he had tons of kids. He had um, like f- from different women. Um, I'm, I was the only. I was actually the only child from my mom and my dad. Um, I'm sure if he was listening, he would love that I said that. Like, <laughs> he'd be so impressed. Yeah. Um, but. Um, so I never really a lot of a lot of my siblings were like a lot older, so I kind of had this like only child, but also not kind of experience. So kind of like what I said about being kind of in the middle. Um, anyway, like I said, I can get off of it on a tangent really really easy. Um, but he yeah deep into that rock music. Um, but on my mom's side, uh, my siblings were like really into uh, like new metal and like like Slipknot, Mudvayne, okay. that kind of that kind of thing and and man some of that stuff like even today like i'll listen to it and the the virtuosity that they express and the sound is so aggressive and 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 i i hate to i don't i don't want to sound reductive to fans of that kind of music because there are there's elements out of that that i i think can as you like blend between these different genres that kind of just turn into like that quote-unquote sound and you kind of lose what it actually takes to create that sound and like how much work that is and Slipknot I mean for example it's nine guys and they're all wearing masks I can't can't imagine like you'd have to be sweating your brains out like I mean me like I I, you guys have seen me sweat (laughs) (laughs) we all wear masks nowadays oh yeah right yeah (laughs) yeah Slipknot was uh social distancing before it was cool (laughs) well talk one thing that you kind of you kind of left us hanging on that you didn't realize you did you really painted a really good picture of your time with your dad. So what was it like at your mom's house? Well, so I would go over uh, every other weekend. And she she lived in Snohomish, um, right off the Snohomish River. Um, went, and it was cool because it was right on the dike. So we could walk over the dike and go swimming in the summertime when I would spend some more time over there. Um, you know, breaks from school and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was, I remember it being, it was like really hectic because she was always working. And, it, and she might have been working nights. She might have been, you know, here and there. And I, I was little, you know. And um, and this is also going into, like, aging anyway. But so I spent a lot of time with my siblings. Um, my, my sister is nine years older, Elizabeth. Um, and then my brother Brian um, was eight years older. And then uh, Mark, uh, he's six years older than me. And um, they they all had this very, like, you know, Jinko jeans, the spike bracelets, all, all that, all that stuff. CD player, you know, like masks. <laughs> no, no. Uh, they didn't have any masks, but they definitely played with that kind of mud vein, like colored hair, spikes, all, all that stuff, like big piercings. Uh, but yeah, um, so they, they definitely. If if I brought up that I enjoyed like some forty one, like any sort of pop punk stuff that my friends really liked. Um, that would be 
that would be like I would be silenced <laughs> and, <laughs> and shunned for the weekend, you know. That's funny the way you talk about it. I remember we moved when I was in like uh, I guess it was fifth grade, and I remember being in uh, Hilltop Elementary in Linwood, uh-huh. and then we moved to Granite Falls, and it was like the the differences of the music it was just like uh-huh. I mean I went there and I loved uh, at the time I was living on the prayer, you know, Slippery When Wet oh. album. Oh, yeah. uh, and it was just like, and there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was it. But out there, they hated it. Like, just like, what, you what? And I mean, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, like, Dang. Oh, yeah. it, it's, so, it's so weird how um, I, I, I really, I, I nowadays, like, I would, I would encourage anybody to just reject that impulse in, in all things. All music comes from a place of creativity. And I mean, I can't imagine if, if I played like if I played like No Doubt or something like like oh this is like a really deep personal thing for me I'm kind of like a sad bastard kind of guy, <laughs> but if if I brought that to you and you were like oh that's so lame dude like you oh. listen to that like like I couldn't yeah. imagine how yeah. that would make me feel so like yeah. I I can't imagine putting that on anybody I would feel so guilty. <laughs> yeah, they were. But good. but also yeah that too, um, <laughs> but um, it's. A lot of it's been fun. I, I just feel bad about everything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or maybe they were just haters. Yeah, dude, haters are going to hate. Totally they haters. say haters are going to hate. That's what they say. <laughs> well, that's what I love, like I said, about talking, talking with you and, and even other people that we do podcasts with is just, you know, learning about new music, you know, that's out there that maybe we never heard before. Like mud vein. Like mud honey. Dude, the uh, mud honey. Yeah, it's a it's a little different than mud honey. I'll tell you. Have you have you heard mud vein? Yeah. Oh man. I, I wouldn't say I listen to them very much, but I know the I know the band. The the bass. Like the, the I I uh, my roommate Cody, my friend Cody, my roommate Cody, my new brother Cody. Um, he um, he would like go off about like how good their bass player is and and just go into like the into the deep stuff about it and like the, the guitar sound and stuff which is cool because he started as a drummer and has gone into guitar and i've kind of started as guitar and then moved towards you know kind of writing songs and and whatnot and he he's been doing that a lot also so nice well I, we probably better get into another song here dennis um can we talk about dirty water yeah sure um so this one uh, I wanted to call um, "Dirty Water" long distance lullaby. Um, I uh, I wrote it around the same time as um, when I first started writing "No Doubt," and um, it was a time when I had been out of college for a couple years, and I was kind of isolated. I was living in Birdsview, just started working at the mill, and um, there was a gal I was really sweet on in college, and um, she. Um, she lived in, she moved to like California or something. And I called her up one night, just, just kind of out of nowhere. And, and she answered like, hello. And, and I was like, Hey, you know, and, and she, um, she was like, are, are you calling me for like any reason? Like, <laughs> like not, like not, not, not in those exact words and not that harshly. And then, and I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm just, you know, just wanted to chat, you know? <laughs> and, uh, um, and she was like, she was like, Ugh, and like, you know, <laughs> that was that. But, um, and it wasn't like, I didn't feel bad because, like, I, I get it. Like, some, some guy from college calls you. Like, you don't you, – I, I, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> well, she's going to be sorry when you're rich and famous. <laughs> nah. She's uh, – yeah, she's doing great. Yeah, she's a, she's a great gal, too. And we've, we've uh, chatted. She's super into politics. It's been nice now. To oh, good. Somebody who, like, knows a little bit more of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so um, this one's, like, 
unrequited love and and some other stuff that was going on in my life at the time. But anyway. We're back with Dennis Dorgan here. That was Dirty Water. We're here at Farmstrong Brewery in uh, Mount Vernon. Open seven days a week, and they've been nice enough to let us play, uh, have some podcasts here, radio shows the last couple weeks. Um, Good sounding room. Yeah, this is Good great. Let's talk about as you're drinking water. And the water's you know, the fine. T- the water is not dirty here. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, who can't 
relate a little bit to your story about how, where that song came from. And I, I don't know, it, it's funny hearing, hearing what these songs are about. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Christine's ever had that, that phone call where it's just like, oh, this person does not want to talk to me. No. That's great. Man, yes, I'm, I'm, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's happened to me, I mean, more times than I'd like to admit. Um, oh. I mean, not, not that specific story, but like unrequited love is like, I mean, that's a vein that runs rich through my you know, through me, not, not that, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, make anybody sad or anything, but, um, that's, that's like a big, um, I don't know. I, I, th I think that's kind of a cool, like, it's kind of, it's oh, it, not cool, but like, it's, a, it's an interesting, like tension, like, like to be, to have these, like these feelings, but it's like not mutual and it. And what I, I'm pretty sure that it started long time ago when I was watching Looney Tunes, there's this one where Bugs Bunny is playing the slot machine and the guy takes his his money, and so Bugs Bunny like puts a curse on him, and he's like, like lovelorn the rest of his life, you know. So I, I think that some, <laughs> something like that happened to me. So um, deservedly so. Yeah, I think so. And it, you know, it's like for him, you know, not for I, you. Yeah. No, I've I've done it too, you know. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not blameless. <laughs> I don't know. That's always surprised me because you've always told me that before. And I'm, of course, I'm old enough to be your mom. So, you know, That's you're like your my fault. child. That's not your fault. <laughs> we got a Halloween spider crawling on uh -oh. Christine's. <laughs> it was a real spider. Um, so <laughs> what? Uh, let's talk about a lot of the guitarists we've talked to. And I know that was where you came from. That's like you said earlier. That's where you started and you moved on a little bit from there. Um, was there a time when uh, in your life when the guitar was your life? Like, because, I mean, in order to get to a certain level of guitar, a lot of the people we talk to have had that moment, like, where it's, like, every day I was playing X amount of hours. And hmm. I, I mean, like I said, my dad always had stuff on. My, I had, like, I, I started when I was, you know, preteen and then into my teenage years. Um, I kind of dirt floor is nothing to do sort of thing it never was necessarily like oh that was my life but a lot of my friends were really into music like music was just kind of like an interesting thing there wasn't I mean the internet was like like budding at that time it, you know I mean we had DSL it wasn't like dial-up I had dial-up when I was like 10 but you know um <laughs> when um when my my friends were uh I always remember the glaziers um and um, there's there's so many threads um, just just in things I've mentioned that kind of add into the new brother narrative um, for me um, just about like found family like I mentioned like um, I'm kind of stuck in between you know mom and dad weren't together and then um, I had I was really lucky to grow up in this tight tight community where I went to church and we were we were singing gospel songs my dad was playing in the band you know so so I was there every Sunday and um, and that, I mean, that, like, I was really, really into that. And so there, there was a bit of, like, music was kind of central in that, too. Um, but in general, sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. Um, uh, the Glaciers, anyway. Um, so they, they lived behind the concrete airport. Um, so you would drive around the airport, past the school, and then around the airport. And they had this huge room with a loft. And it was, I mean... It was just massive. I mean, I, I was little. I wasn't, you know, I was, I was knee high to Rudy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they had a Fender Vibrolux. That it's really nice tube amp. Um, it's got like 
it's got a tremolo built in and, and all this stuff and, and like uh, uh, 69 Mustang and could be the wrong year. It might have been 64. I couldn't know, but it was, a, it was a vintage, you know, Mustang, like real old school and like, man, you crank up that amp and it would sing at you. It, it's, it's hard to describe. My amp doesn't do it like that amp did. That guitar, the combination of the two in that room, I, I, I would have played until my ears bled. You know, and his parents were cool with it, and every, you know, they were they were awesome, and they loved to jam. They had a drum set set up, and mm. um, so that's where Bright Idea came from was the the Glaziers, and then um, and then like like a lot of things just kind of just kind of went by the wayside because there's so much going on, right? You know. Sure. Okay, let's go backwards a little bit again, um, Dennis. Sure. So, what about your first band? What was your first band that you actually played in? That would be. Besides the school band. Besides the school band. Yeah, after that. <laughs> so can, that, that would have been Bright Idea. would have been at the Glazier's house. Okay. That was in middle school. I performed at um, the fly-in at the, at the hangars right there. Mm-hmm. The uh, concrete fly-in. Yeah. There's, there's, video, oh. there's video somewhere out there. I think, oh. I think my mom might have put a video on YouTube maybe. I oh, really don't want that to that. surface, but, yeah, I mean, good <laughs> luck. But, um uh, I could tell you what song, but I'd, I'd be worried to give you more search terms. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I learned from them. Like, I mean, I'm looking and, and in church, you know, you like look at these like chord sheets and um, they have like with the lyrics, they put the name of the chord above that. So while you're singing, you can switch kind of to the beat and get, get used to it. And, and that was a lot of what I did was I would listen and watch those chord sheets, learn to play along. Um, so I'm not on my own. I'm not like the most steady. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous too. Cause I, I don't yeah. normally play on my own, but, um, the, um, <sighs> this was a little bit after that then, um, when that was middle school. Yeah. So we, yeah, sorry. Um, so yeah, we played the, I played the fly in on my own and we played like, are you going to be my girl by jet? Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was actually, uh, MacGyver. His, his name is MacGyver. Um, Really awesome guy, MacGyver Glazier, um, heart of gold, and um, I, I'm like surprised he was my friend. How annoying I was at that age, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, he um, he played the bass, and his brother Caleb played the drums. Um, so like that was kind of, if I may, the the kind of in, inception aside aside from the relationships I had cultivated with my close family friends, um, the Martins and the Aikens. So there were like all these families around town and us kids were, I mean, we were like brothers and, you know, um, and we would run around and ride our bikes and stuff. And, um, so that was kind of that next chapter. And then we played at, um, Bright Idea played at, um, the, in eighth grade, I, it would have been 2007, the winter 2007 concert. And I sang uh, "Mr. You're a Better Man Than I" an octave lower than the Yardbirds did, <laughs> <laughs> because my voice had just gotten so deep. <laughs> oh man, you had to show show it off. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's my best asset, you know. I we there were uh, tuxes in the band room, and we <laughs> we dressed up in the in oh, the tuxes. Cute. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. 
I mean, that's what that's what the Beatles did on Ed Sullivan and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, why not try it out? We had long hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Are there any pictures of that around? <laughs> I'm sure somewhere. Might have to, might have to contact your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she might, I don't know if she has any yearbooks, but yeah, she yeah yeah. You guys should definitely. You guys, I mean, you guys would be the best of friends. I really think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I met her that on your last show. Oh yeah. 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 But I, I think yeah, you guys would be good friends. Yeah. I know. We probably traveled. We talked about one time. We traveled probably. We're at the same places down in Seattle watching live music mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh, and a couple of sweethearts, you know? Yeah. Just a couple oh, of sweethearts. Thanks, man. I don't know. I can't even come up with a question after that. So, yeah, so where to go? Yeah. So, then I started running around with this different crowd in, in, while well, I was playing in a high school band um, in high school. Um, I started playing music with my friend Daniel, who I had known from living in Marble Mount, and he played the bass, and my friend Spencer Duffy played the drums, and uh, Uriah Cast, um, he was, I don't, I don't know if he had lived in concrete as long as the rest of us, all, all of us, the rest of us had gr- like gr- all grown up in concrete, so we kind of had this like, like we knew each other since we were little, and, um, but the, um, Anyway, we, we were the Foxy Ladies. <laughs> oh wow! That was the name of your band. Yeah, it was the it was just like rock covers, like just we did um, Seven Nation Army, um, whole lot of love. Um, Uriah did the lead for that because I couldn't figure out the Jimmy Page stuff at that point in my guitar guitar career. But he he had how's less. The, how's the guitar go on Seven Nation Army? Oh, there you go. I'll get this going. <laughs> And he's got this pedal that makes it like whoop, like right, an octave right. lower. Yeah, and then and then he does a slide. So yeah. Anyway, nice. and then uh, so we did those two. We did like uh, Paranoid by uh, Black Sabbath and like some of, some of those like inching towards like heavier songs. I always wanted to do War Pigs, but um, but it was like it was hard to get like the timing right. So it was just like oh, don't even bother. <laughs> Did you have gigs that you played around town or we, whatever, that, or just at the school, or where did you guys play? Mostly school stuff. There was a there, there was rock fest, and then we did play at <laughs> Cascade Days um, one year, and that was I mean it was really cool. I mean there were a bunch of people, and yeah, yeah. I've been to, I've seen a couple of shows there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they, they and the whole they, town turns up. And yeah, everybody's just great. out. You know, sounds like fun. Well, let's let's move on to Whiskey Fever. Okay. Okay. When did you start with them? Because I think that's what most people here in the Northwest know you from. Totally. Um, yeah, so in 2015, I uh, I had just gotten back. I, well, in 2014, I guess I'll start there, which is okay. like like a year before I joined Whiskey Fever. Um, I had just gotten back from fishing in Alaska, and I was with another band at the time called The Exchange. And this was, um, I was, um, like like I said, I was like heavily a Christian. I went to a... Christian college um, for a semester. <laughs> I didn't for do, a semester. I didn't do so hot. I, uh, <laughs> like I said, all sorts of unrequited love. I was super depressed. Didn't know what any of that was. Like, was not prepared. Concrete is one thing, but then you go to university and it's like, wow. that's another thing. Um, so if you're thinking about college, you should do it, but you should know that you should do that and not just play music all the time. Even though <laughs> that was good. It was just like, were the student loans worth it? I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so I was in this band called The Exchange, and they did not like that I was running around with, with a gal 
and I, I think, you know, premarital stuff, you know, it's not, it's not very encouraged in the church, you know, um, they're very tight about that, (laughs) but, um, anyway, um, that's all that edit mark. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so, um, I got kicked out of that band because they, accidentally sent a message to me instead of sending it to the group text mm. without me oh. yeah. and uh. um they wanted to they, they were from like down south which is where i went to college and um i was actually living in the same house i live in now um i just moved back anyway long story um <laughs> uh so i i was kind of like in this place where i was in between bands and like in between jobs and just kind of lost, didn't know what what was going on in my life, and um, didn't have any plans or anything. My my friend Josiah, um, who um, was kind of one of those like like a brother to me, uh, um, he his dad was the pastor at the church in Concrete um, Concrete Assembly of God, um, the Martins, and um, anyway. Um, so he had mentioned that uh, Jack was looking, Jack Mattingly was looking for um, a guitar player because their guitar player was having a kid. Um, so it's like one guitar player, revolving door. <laughs> and that, that, that band was always a revolving door, <laughs> ending with me of guitar players. Um, and yeah, um, I played some music with Jack. I had already heard a lot of Jack's songs. Um, uh, Nathaniel Martin, Josiah's older brother. Um, he was a um, big fan of Jack's, and he actually shared a lot of Jack's music with me. And when I worked at Annie's Pizza, um, when I was in high school, I there was a bad Chuck CD in the <laughs> in the in the back um, that was my cousin's. And um, what's really funny about that is Chuck, that that's the the bus driver, the bus driver. The bus driver. Yeah. yeah, that's who the band was named for. <laughs> uh, on on that pizza place, and it was so funny because every time I would put that CD on, he would come back there and he would he would just say, "This is the worst sound of music I've ever heard. All you can hear is his voice. This is no good." You know, and I, and I think it, I think it was just a little bit that he didn't like the name of the band. Yeah, <laughs> that Chuck did not approve. Well, because when we were in Whiskey Fever, he he was he was all about it. <laughs> it's the same like songs, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> I like the name of the band. So, uh, Chuck, if you're listening, I'll, I'll, I'll love to. You're the best dri- bus driver I ever had. <laughs> and to the other bus drivers I had, so were you. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want um, to talk too much about Whiskey Fever because you've, you've moved on to other things. But I do want to talk about um, when you guys won. Um, I want to get your impressions about when you guys won the, the uh, U.S. Bank. It was U.S. Bank? Yeah, um, I <clears throat> Tour possible. Tour um, possible. Yeah, right. and, it, and I mean, that that was really crazy and kind of wild. Like we didn't think we were even gonna make it into that. Yeah. Andy just Andy, our drummer, Andy Brown, uh, just submitted, and um, we were, I mean, we we didn't even. We were like, oh, we made it in, <laughs> and then and that was like two seven two thousand seventeen. Was yeah, that when that was? Yeah. yeah. And and I I mean, I mean, Skagit Valley. I mean really treated whiskey fever really well um for that because i mean they got us in to that they came i mean we we got like a tour bus brought everybody over on the tour bus everybody can pregame so everybody was everybody was ready Mm. (laughs) everybody was ready to party when they got to to the show box and and i mean they were (laughs) 
yeah. was there. there. Yeah. I was ready to party. <laughs> and I mean, it it was it was electric. I mean, it 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 was a really crazy moment because I mean it, it was it was it was you could see the valley was just I mean just owned the the floor that night when when we were playing obviously um, there were there were other people that were there for the other bands um, and whatnot but I mean Skagit, Skagit Valley like really I mean they 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 were loud and proud yeah. in a way um, so I I really think that that's what did it um, although I I really had a good time on stage there I mean the sound was impeccable and it was just that right amount of like really nervous and yeah. yeah. And it was just 15 minutes that we, I mean, we usually play, you know, three hours if, if you know, if, if they'll let us, you know. Um, but I mean, they, the judges, I mean, you, you did win the, the fan, uh, you know, the, the fans voted you, but, but the judges were the ones that gave you the big prize and they, you know, that was a pretty big deal. They weren't, I mean, they were, they had some backgrounds there, those judges. Yeah, totally. So. Um, like Amazon Music. Amazon, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I should have looked it up. I could be, yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, but I, that I was be that was a big also. deal. I mean, that was a big honor. I mean, that was a, a you, that was great for you guys. Well, let's let's move on to um, to the last song we're going to play. Um, if if you could just play it for us, uh, but we're going to probably play a uh, studio version that you guys recorded as a band. Yeah. So uh, this the, this will be a demo. Um, so this is "Don't Lie." Um, yeah. So um, this was one I wrote with. Um, and and I actually didn't do the majority of the writing. That um, this was actually from uh, kind of the the other half of New Brother, um, uh, Caleb Martin, and he um, he wrote the majority of this song. I I wrote like kind of this interlude um, to go along with it, and like a lot of like the kind of kind of tying in parts and whatnot. But the the kind of seed of the creation was his. Um, but yeah, um, just a fun, quick one. It's <laughs> just a quick one, quick rocker. Take me 
this is where um, we're, we're at a renaissance fair and, and everyone is like, everyone hates it. They're like, boo, and they're throwing their like, like ham hocks and you know, like turkey legs and everything like, and, and we're just like, ugh. And then like all of a sudden we change into our um, renaissance get ups and like, I'm like. <laughs> the idea and then and then like the drummer comes in at the end and he's like he's like um cody's really good so he's like doing the double bass like and like it's it's just crazy. i'm sure you sounded just like him yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway motorboat um, and the drums so that that like i when we came up with that idea i i like almost like i i know this is a tired metaphor but i probably almost died laughing i could not feel my face like i was laughing so hard when when um because when I first came up with that part, I like I didn't have any plan. It just like Cody stopped playing, and then I did, which is like totally corny. And he was like, "That sounds like something like you'd hear like somebody like on a loop, you know?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh man!" Like so, we just kind of started like spitballing and like like. That'll be our first music video, so that's that's a spoiler. I don't know yeah. for down the for, down the line yeah. when we can go to a Renaissance fair again. <laughs> I'm sure they'll appreciate it. All right, well we're back at uh, Farm Strong Brewery. We got Dennis Dorgan here. Um, so the um, let's see, new brother. Let's talk about what's going on. What what is that? Who are you? What are you doing? Well, I'm still Dennis. Um, <laughs> Always have, always, always will be. I'm stuck, um, as much as I've tried. Anyway, um, so new brother kind of began as um, Hottie Bash, which um, Hottie as in H A U G H T Y, um, because my friend Caleb is kind of bashful, and on stage I'm kind of this like Hottie kind of like kind of goofball like sort <laughs> of sort of presence. And we were kind of making these like sort of like garage punk kind of recordings, um, if I may. Um. And like I was playing the drums too, so it was like dun, 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 like just just <laughs> the goofiest sounding drums. And um, uh, so um, out of that, we. We wrote a ton and a ton and a ton, but I was always in in these other bands, so a lot of my like gigging and and that sort of stuff energy went to that where he was raising his family, uh, Caleb was, and um, he's got three kids. And anyway, um, a lot of a lot of like practice songwriting, becoming comfortable songwriting came from that relationship, and. Um, I don't, I don't remember how the, the name came to me, but it kind of became kind of a kind of a sticking point. Like found family has been like this really big through line in my life. And um, just just the fact that I felt like an outsider a lot, but but when when I'm with my like quote unquote new brother, you know, um, I feel more free to be myself and, and um, just more comfortable, I guess, in general. Um, so there's, there's been a lot of people that kind of, and, and, uh, when I was, when I was 12, um, like just starting to do music, I, I lost my brother 
Um, and, and, it's, and it's really, I mean, you wouldn't know it, but there's a, there's a lot of folks, you know, that, that have lost loved ones, you know, close. And I, I mean, everyone, everyone has, I mean, I'm not, but I mean, kind of in a formative time, um, like at least a lot of my friends, you know, um, had that kind of experience and we kind of, you kind of fill that, you, you find that place and, and there's nothing, nothing against my family. It's just literally just proximity and, and community and it, it takes a village, they say, you know, um, but yeah, so I, um, I think that was, that was something that was really formative for me. Dennis, can you fit that into your timeline for us? Totally. Um, yeah kind of throughout my life really i mean well i mean how old were you when your brother passed away oh i was 12 when my brother okay. passed so away. that just kind of yeah. kind of puts the listener like you know as we were yes, talking earlier yeah. yeah okay sorry uh no i no i appreciate that i i, I need that kind of marker because i <laughs> <laughs> uh stuff stuff doesn't work quite right i just got a couple marbles rattling around <laughs> up here um but yeah um yeah so I, I lost my brother and um uh caleb's family came to came to the service and, and, um, the Aikens did also, um, which was just, just huge for me. I mean, um, having, having them there, like as a support group, it was like, it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, a support system, I guess, uh, not a group, like <laughs> sitting around in a circle talking about, <laughs> anyway. um, yeah. And, um, that it, it was, it was really, really, I mean, just surreal. Um, that experience, um, I lost, lost my brother to suicide. He was, he was 19 and I, I can't believe it. Cause I, I mean, in my, he was so adult. He was, he was like a, a plumber's apprentice and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and all these things had all this stuff going on, but, and his girlfriend left him and yeah. Um, and, uh, that's a, that's a vein that runs through, that's a multi-generational thing um that runs through our family um uh his his father also um when when he was really in um committed suicide also um i've, I've heard that that's not the the way to say that died by suicide i guess is the is the proper term um i, I just i just feel like i should say say that because i've heard that but and, and do you think um that event obviously obviously shaped your life does that shape how you write music or or the things you like to write about or totally i mean um um i think the like making my way through the lost and found um from from no doubt i mean um in elementary school also i mean i mentioned you know i grew up living in a bus you know when i like started out there we ended up living in a house on dallas road for most of the time growing up so we it wasn't so bad um, <laughs> my dad was on ssi so we didn't we weren't so well off we were going to the food bank i I probably ate most nights a week at my friends' places. Um, uh, anyway, forgot why I was. Oh, you're talking about the lost and found, and, and how you yeah. can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can you can make you can make. Um, I mean, when life gives you lemons, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, kind of a, a super common adage. Very tired, um, but. Um, I actually, um, the lost and found is, is a really cool, um, what people might cast off or forget about. Um, I'm, I mean, I've definitely contributed a lot to the lost and found lots of coats. I, I run kind of hot. You guys see me sweat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've contributed a lot of coats and it's, and I, and I think that's kind of, it's, it's kind of beautiful that I lose my coat because it was too hot and then someone finds it 
when they're too cold. I think I just think it's really like redemptive and beautiful because like it doesn't just end up in a landfill. Mm. You know, That's I like that. Yeah. As we're closing up here, uh, what's the what's the kind of the future then? Do you think of New Brother? So um, a lot of these songs you're hearing, um, I, I guess that that's the most of them. There's there'll be one more song. Um, we're gonna be doing some studio versions. Clam, thank you, thank you so much for letting us use the space. Sorry if I'm running long. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, so there's gonna be there's gonna be a four song EP. Um, I might be doing some acoustic versions. Um, and um, the cover art's gonna be some art that um, my friend Andy, who is like a brother to me, drew in like high school or something on this oh, little index cool. card that I had. And I just like scanned it on my phone and yeah. It, it, yeah, so I, and what, I, what I'd like to do is print that into a, into like a 45. It's like, it's like 15 or 20 minutes, I think that fits. Literally, I'm thinking about that right now. I haven't, I don't, if anybody knows stuff about 45s, I'm sorry if that's the wrong length of time. <laughs> It's like one side of an LP, um, <laughs> but um, I would I would hope to um, keep going with it. I'm not um, I'm not in a rush right now just because of COVID and whatnot. But um, it's it's been really nice to be able to. I I guess it's actually nice to just slow down and think about it mm -hmm. and not try to rush stuff because it because it it's really easy to. Um, all right, next thing. All right, next thing. When can we schedule that? When can we put that right. out? You know, and and I would so much rather. And a lot, of, a lot of it's just been fermenting in the brew tanks. You know, the the songs. Right. You know, they're they're not. I haven't been like adding stuff in this time, um, just because. I think so. There's so many things, I'm so overwhelmed. I, I I wanted to say that um, it's like I I I drove on my drive to and from work. I'll see like a school bus now and then. And I saw a, a school bus driver stop at the roundabout in Cedarwoli and they they literally, they, they were wearing a mask and they, they had their head in their hands. And it, and it just made me well up. It's like, it's like, it's so, everything is just like so overwhelming. And I, 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 I know it's, it's not that simple, but it doesn't have to be that way because we set, we set this pace, you know, we, we have yeah. this, appetite to produce and to right, you know to do right. these things but it doesn't have to be that way we can go a little easier on each other yeah, well i see your definitely. glass is half full over there <laughs> or is it half empty that's i don't most know of the, that's most i was of going it. based on what you were saying i was just i third, was kidding it's, yeah. a it's a third full <laughs> right on man well thanks for uh, coming on the podcast today dennis thanks so much for having we me. love you yeah i love you too it's so yeah. good to see you guys right thanks for listening to our pacific northwest music hope you enjoyed it Check us out next month. Thanks so much to our friends Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Wood. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this. <laughs>